I'm going to be brief because I've been told that some folks are going to share uh, some things after we celebrate the Eucharist. So, a uh, couple of thoughts. Um, it's Pentecost. And uh, this is the day we celebrate the gift of the Spirit coming among us, the gift of the Spirit uh, that God gives us, this holy wind, this holy fire of God that consumes us and embodies us. And uh, uh, my deep longing for this community, and something I've talked about for years here, uh, next slide, is that we are shaped and formed in relationships of loving union. Uh, And it is by the power of the Spirit that we are shaped and formed in these relationships. And for years, I've talked about these relationships with God, with our inner self, with others, and with the planet that we're entrusted with, that, that the very earth is vibrating with divine energy, the same divine energy that's in you and in me. And we are invited into these relationships. Um, and, and relationships come by uh, engaging in different practices, and we're invited into a life of practices. And uh, yet again, this Sunday, like we do every Sunday, we will celebrate the Eucharist, which is this good gift. And one thing I want to convey to this community is that while this represents good gift, uh, it is a good gift that Jesus left for us to remember his death and, and all he did for us. All of life is a good gift. All of life is Eucharist. All of life is sacred. All of life is holy. All of life is a good gift. And we're invited into this way of being in living this good gift, this model that Jesus showed us of uh, being broken and poured out for the sake of the world, that that we are invited into this way of dying and rising. And what we're going to celebrate at the Kaplan's house with baptisms, this beautiful picture of being in loving union with Christ in his death being buried and his resurrection and living into this way of being, dying and rising, being broken and poured out for the sake of the whole planet. Uh, And and another thing that we've been doing here for years uh, that I hope you will carry on in your lives together is this act of benediction. Uh, I get up every Sunday after the service and, and I give a benediction, a blessing, and What I want to share with you is that a benediction is not just something that happens on a Sunday morning, but it too is a way of life. That each one of us are invited to bless. To bless God, to bless the planet, to bless each other. And that this is an invitation to do in your daily life. And that you have an opportunity to work, uh, to speak a word of blessing into those around you. Uh, We can, in our own interior, be very quick to rush to judgment and to judge others, and the invitation from God is to bless, not curse, to bless, not judge. Uh, What does it look like to pronounce blessing every day? When when you see somebody in that supermarket line, when when you're sitting at the airport and you look around you, what does it look like to bless those around you? When you walk on the sacred earth, what does it look like to bless this planet that God has entrusted us with 
and given us as sheer gift. And as I think about uh, a blessing and uh, something I want to leave you with, it's in Ephesians 3, where Paul says this, I pray that out of God's glorious riches, God may strengthen you with power through the Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Uh, Last week I talked about this idea of that which is deepest within you. Uh, It is of God. We are created in the image of God, and that which is deepest within you is of God. And my deep prayer is that, just back one for a second, Mary Beth, that through the Spirit in your inner being, God will strengthen you so that Christ may dwell in your hearts, that that which is deepest within you will emerge in your life as you bless, because we are blessed to be a blessing and to bless those around us. And Paul goes on to say, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Uh, This, at its core, is what Jesus came to teach us, this way of love. And that this love is so high and so wide and so deep and so beyond comprehension, and it resides in us. And we are invited to share it with the world. Uh, And so my deep hope is that you will know that love in ways you have never known it before, and that you will live from that place of love as a blessing to the world, and that you will live with grace and peace. Let's pray. God, thank you that you are a God of love, And that you created us in your image and that we can know that that which is deepest within us is of you because you created us. May we live from that place, that place of love, that place of grace, and that place of peace. And as we come and take this bread and dip it in the cup, remind us once again of your deep, deep love for us and fill us up to fullness with your love that we may give it to the world. In the name of Jesus, everyone said, amen. Amen. Matt's been our resident pastor, teacher, philosopher, poet, man of God, servant. The list can go on. Man of courage and and a pioneer in the spiritual life. We thank you, Matt, for your love for us. Dan Fujimori. Well, now I can feel like Matt... You guys didn't get the memo? I'm the new pastor. <laughs> Rebecca, I put in my application and I never got a call. <laughs> oh, wow. You ever been asked to do something that just scares the daylights out of you? Well, I have twice. The first time... They came to me and asked me to share my story at the, at the retreat. And every part of me said, I didn't want to do it. There's no way I'm going to do it. 
but yet I said yes. And if I hadn't have said yes, I probably wouldn't be standing here right now. I mean, the relationships that you get from just putting it all out there and being vulnerable and telling your story to people, it's amazing. So if anybody ever asks you to go do something that you're afraid to do, just do it. And, and don't be scared, because I'm scared right now. And I'm, this is my second time. And, you know, when I heard it was Matt Crick, I, I said, I got I to gotta come up and, and say my piece. So, um. so anyway, um, those of you that know me, uh, Bay Marin is the only church I've ever known. Um, I did go to church one other time in Orange County, and it was a, a very large building. Uh, there was a Starbucks in the lobby. I took my seat in a stadium seating type arena, and I barely could see the pastor from where I was sitting. Uh, it's like sitting in the cheap seats at a rock concert, I, I, and, and I didn't even know the pastor's name. So, like, for me, that's just not how, I mean, God knows me, right? And he knows everybody in this room. And because he knows me, he knew that that just wasn't the place for me to be, for me to grow, and for me to build a relationship with God. Um, so he brought me to Bay Marin, um, fold-up chairs, homemade coffee, and as you can see, not a whole lot of glitz and glamour. But, um, you know, God knew that I needed to be part of a community. He knew that, um, that I needed to be needed and that I needed to, to be able to be part of something larger than myself. And so, um, that being said, God also knew what type of person that I needed to lead me through my spiritual journey. He knew I needed a leader with a sense of humor and an infectious laugh. I mean, his laugh just grabs me. Um, he knew I needed a leader that was compassionate and graceful. He knew that I needed a leader who could give me a feeling of calm when there was a storm around me. He knew I needed a leader that would be imperfect like me so I could relate and understand the Word of God. Um, he needed, he, need, he knew he, I needed a leader that wore his emotions on his sleeve like I do. He knew that in order to hear the Word of God, I needed someone who would meet me in a vulnerable place so I could actually understand those words. He knew that I needed a leader that not only would ask the hard questions, but would challenge me to answer them in my everyday life. He knew I needed a leader to hold me accountable for those actions. He knew I needed a leader who was not only my teacher, but my friend. God knew I needed Matt Crick. And that's why he brought me here. Um, 12 years ago, when I look back at my extremely broken life, and I was at rock bottom, I would never imagine I'd be up here in front of my family, who I love so much, and that includes my church family as well. 
And I definitely wouldn't have imagined sitting in my backyard looking up at Mount Tam, drinking a beer with my pastor, my leader, my brother, my friend, who I deeply respect. So Matt, thank you for all that you have done for me in my spiritual journey. Thank you for everything you've done for the community of Bay Marin. Um, You truly are one of a kind and a gift from God. I look forward to seeing more of what God has planned for not only you, but for me as well. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Our next speaker is Shelly. Shelly Riggle. Wow, thank you, Dan. Um, I have to say, when Larry asked me to speak, I wasn't that nervous. I was going to get up here and speak about the Cricks. I love the Cricks and the journey I have with the Cricks. But now getting up here following you, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm, I have to say, that was, I, I'm a little nervous. Um, but that was awesome. Thank you. Um, for those that you don't know me, my name's Shelly Riggle. I work over with the children's group um, in the Tinker Tots. I tag team with Doc Deb. You got to hear from Doc Deb this morning. What you may not know is Doc Deb and I split every other month. She and I are working over there. Um, so we don't see a lot of you all the time. But what I will say is that what you may not know is almost every month or every Sunday, Jenna is there with us, working alongside of us and giving of herself to to your children and to the future of our church. And today I want to honor not, you know, the whole Crick family. And I feel honored to have had them come through my classroom. I've had each, well, all three of the younger ones come through my classroom and see them learn and grow. And Jenna, and get to be a part of that with Jenna um, has been really special. And Zoya comes back and oftentimes um, helps us out, which is awesome, and be a leader and come back and share that. Um, Today, I think about when my family heard that the Cricks were moving, it was, uh, whew, it was a little chaos in our house. Our kids were like, no, no, we have to plan every vacation now to, to the East Coast to go visit the Cricks. Um, so, and we, but we were conflicted. We were very uh, excited for them in their new chapter, um, but really didn't want them to leave our lives. So I'm happy to stand up here today to say that selfishly, we're happy you guys are staying, but we're excited to see your next chapter and what you're going to do, and we're excited to be a part of that with you. Hello. If you don't know me, I'm John Martin. I'm usually back there on the sound or up here playing guitar. So I'm going to tell you two things about math that you already know, most likely. And uh, the first thing is, uh, if you're like me, uh, I grew up reading the Bible. So from the time I was a little child, the Bible's been part of my life. And um, so all the stories, and I don't know how many times I've read the Bible, but I know the stories backwards and forwards. And Matt Crick comes up here, and he picks a story that I know and I could probably tell, and he finds an angle I hadn't thought of. He finds, he finds something new. He finds something refreshing, something different every single sermon. And I know he works very hard to do that. And uh, the other thing about Matt is that uh, he really only has one sermon, which is God loves you. I think that in every single page of the Bible... Matt finds the love of God. And I think that's an amazing gift to us, and I've been very blessed to receive that gift from you, Matt. 
for the last seven years. I've encouraged him to preach hellfire. Uh, I've gotten nowhere. Uh, so, okay. But thank you, Matt. Thank you, John. Susanna Beck. So, Jenna, I want to present you with the scepter of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's representing your beauty, your grace, your, your creativity, and your extravagant love, along with a nod to the 2014 pageant. What comes to mind when you hear Jenna's name? Isaiah 52.7, how beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation. When they do a remake of the movie The Shack, Jenna, you'll be the one they want for the Holy Spirit. You're always gently nudging us to love and trust Jesus and do his work. You're so hardworking, that's been mentioned by Shelley being the teacher in the preschool class when it was Little Lambs, before and after being on staff as children's director, hardly ever getting to be in the worship service, serving our family, cleaning the student center weekly. She was cleaning it for a season, all the while homeschooling your own kids. You channel God's creativity. Creative ideas flow out of you in a never-ending billow. It seems that God has a direct line to your ear. You're constantly coming up with more things we could do to help the kids and community of Bamerin. As many of you know, the 2014 Christmas pageant started at the all-church retreat as Jenna was watching all the kids do their talent. They're dancing, they're singing, they're... Um, uh, anyway, and... Um, piano playing, and Jenna began starting to write the script for a Christmas pageant that incorporated each kid's talent, and I think it affirmed their gifts and showed them that they have a place in our larger church family community. You are extravagant love. In Ephesians 5, Eugene Peterson's translation, he says, observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Your heart is soft and kind toward all of us, with no guile. You believe the best in us. You sing praises over everything, any excuse for a song to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You model to the kids in our community, especially how God listens to them, initiating that circle time of prayer in road trip that continues even now. You've touched me and Larry deeply. I often say I wish I was raising my kids at the same time as you. I'd be 20 years younger. <laughs> but we love how you and Matt work with your kids and have them be a team in your family. We will never know all the ways that you've been serving and praying for this church and community, but we've seen a glimpse of your work, and that glimpse helps us see Jesus. Thank you. That's awesome. So, a uh, couple more things. Wow. It's quick. <laughs> um, this month, there's going to be opportunity to give to the Cricks in a financial way. If um, the next couple Sundays through the end of June, we're going to put together um, a final gift 
to Matt and his family for their eight years of service here. So if you're called and feel led to give, please give through online or at the usual way during the next few Sundays. And just on the check, write Crick, special Crick offering. So thank you again, Matt, for wonderful eight years. You've blessed us and given us good things, good life. Um, at this time, I'd like to bring Matt and Jenna up here. We'd like to pray for them. Okay? So you guys come up, and if anybody else wants to come up and lay hands on Matt and Jenna, please do so. So I'm going to be a little more forceful than Larry just was. Everybody come up and lay hands. And you guys come into the center. In our Matt and Jenna, look around this room. This is your family. This is your family. And we love you guys. Yes, we do. We love you guys. And uh, so fitting that you would leave us with. Um, Eucharist, good gift, what a good gift you guys have been to us. And that you would leave us with benediction, what a good word you have been to this community. Man, thank you. Thank you. Um, So I'm already praying out loud. Jesus is here with us. Um, But let me just say a couple of other words. And um, Lord, oh my gosh, eight years ago, we were in a transitional period as a community. And uh, this family was our good gift, our Eucharist. We met Matt first, but you blessed us with a family. (laughs) And we are so thankful. We are so thankful for the way you've marked our community through this family and and, uh, uh, the tenacious heart for reaching out the way Jesus reaches out to serve the underserved. We are... uh, God willing, forever changed because of that. Man, thank you for the tenacious love that you show through Matt and Jenna and the kids. What a blessing. Thank you for showing us uh, how to be family in a new way through this family. So many uh, ways that you built us as a community. So many ways that people in this room and all around the world are praising God for the way you've loved us through the Crick family. So thankful, Lord. And I just pray as uh, they enter a new season of ministry. Um, First of all, we're thankful that they're not going to North Carolina. <laughs> that, that they're here. But Father, anoint them for this new season of ministry. 
let them go into this with our blessing, with our support, and with our family love for them. And we're just thankful that we get to continue to do life together. And Lord, finally, just thank you, and I pray a blessing on our community. We know that... um, we know that these guys have such an investment in Bay Marin. And so as you blessed us through the cricks, I pray that you will continue to bless us. We've decided to stick together as family, and here we are. So, Lord, we don't know what the future holds, but we're so thankful for today and your providence eight years ago and what a gift these guys have been again. We love these guys, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for this good gift. Everybody said, Amen. Amen.